Memphis Wrestling is heating up. Be sure to catch us live. July 2nd is our WWE Money in the Bank watch party at Dave & Buster's. Again, it's free to watch. That's Dave & Buster's Memphis. July 10th is our next live TV taping featuring Memphis hip-hop artist Al Capone, Memphis Grizzlies mascot Grizz, and MC ELJ. Catch them live along with the stars of Memphis Wrestling on Saturday, July 10th. Then, July 31st is on sale now. Just when you thought it was going to be safe to go back to the ring, Shark Boy is coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. American Hostile Championship Wrestling is headed to Haita, Missouri, July 2nd. On the Haita football field at 7.30 p.m. for a benefit for Haita Athletics with special guest Downtown Bruno. Haita Indians and Crothersville Tigers football coaches are on hand as special refs. Student tickets $8, general mission $10, and ringside is $12. Contact Mark at 636-232-3313 or Coach Craig at 573-479-8485. This is part of the big Show Me Showdown Throwdown Summer Spectacular! Tickets will get you into wrestling and free fireworks. All festivities start at 1 p.m. with wrestling starting at 7.30 p.m. The follow stars appearing. Big Jack Parker, Austin the Reaper Bolo, The Moonshiners, Denzel Rollins, Young Goats, Rude with Miss Crystal, Addison Kane, the L.A. Hustlers, Mark Southern Jr., Cookie St. James, Cash McCoy, and many more. Be there! Card subject to change. Follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by typing American Hostile Championship Wrestling. Just a quick reminder, subscribe for $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by Spunk Loop. Com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255. 
Dynamite! It's my favorite. How you guys doing tonight? Lance and Eric, I appreciate it. Outstanding in the Blue Diamond Elote's Almond Studios here in Chicago. Those are very good. Very good. Very good. They're very good. Yep. Very good. My intestines are still recovering from my pre AEW trip to Kaiser Tiger, where I had a bacon board with which which was just a bunch of slices of bacon on a plate. And something called bacon grenades, which were deep fried bacon meatballs. Oh, uh, I th- I wish I would have gone now and oh, hung out man. with you hipsters. Man. All you hipsters yeah, with your pilsners. I yeah, that, that. would have made me that made me shit my pants. Probably. I mean, it, probably would. That's yeah. well. That's we're way too far north for that. We don't do that. Yeah. What here. was I thinking? Uh, all right. First of all, first part of news: Connecticut sunged. Lance, you you're off tomorrow, right? You're off work tomorrow. I am off work tomorrow. But kayfabe, fabe Wait, get some tickets, man. Eleven p.m. show there in Chicago against the Chicago Sky. So it's overnight. It's an eleven p.m. show. I'm going to go to a WNBA show at eleven p.m. Oh, eleven a.m. I got to waste my day on uh, on WNBA. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got to, buddy. You got to. And this week we had (laughs) the past week we had breakout stars. A newsstand versus newsletter, shooting star, and yesterday we released episode four of Cassette Wrestling News to the main feed. Guys, let's get started on this triangle round table. Uh, is that possible? Triangle round table? No, no, I don't. It's, it's round table, but it's I mean, anything's possible. It's 2022. That's right, right. That's right. Yeah. Hits, misses, identify a round table as a triangle. Hits, misses, uh, and we're going to do MVP. <laughs> What do you look forward to coming this week and must see? Let's start with Lance Levine, your hits. So, you know, I invented the list. Richard thinks he invented the list. I invented the list. I always have to remind Richard of that fact. So the we're talking about Forbidden Door, the pay-per-view that Eric and I were just lucky enough to actually attend the very first Forbidden Door. Uh, and BT watched it as I'm not going to comment on how he watched it, but he watched it somehow, some way. So the hits, uh, as I have a list, Swerve and Lee, Keith Lee and Swerve as a team, love it. That was not on, on the, the pay per show. That but, was not on the pay per view. Right. That was on the pre show. It was on the pre show. Not That's included. Right. I have uh, also on my list of hits are the Judas and Kaza Nina Ray in the same match. We had the two songs in the same match. I'm pretty sure Eric spritz himself on that one. Uh, Jeff Cobb is King Haas. I love Jeff Cobb. Malachi Misting Miro, that was a swerve, but it was still a cool moment. The Sw- Sting with another crazy fuck dive. I don't know what the hell's gotten oh, into yes. this guy. Uh, the pop for Claudio was great. But my number one highlight of the show 
was I had to I had to narrow it down. I said Mox and Tana in the main event. I think it was a historic match. Um, they stopped during the match. Eric will probably talk about this too. They stopped during the match and did a rest hold while there was a couple of fights going on, like pretty much right in front of us. I was going to ask y'all about that. Yeah, yeah, I made a note about so that. So it was we right in front of us down one level so we could kind of see Ugh. what was going on. But they were smart enough and pros enough to stop the match and just do rest holds while that was going on. They took two guys out in handcuffs pretty much. Uh, Mox hits a gusher. Um, just an amazing match, a really good match. I didn't. I only gave it three and three quarter as an actual match, but I was like, just blown away in retrospect afterwards by the historic nature of that match. John Moxley winning the interim title against um, Tanahashi. So, Eric, what were some of your highlights, my friend? We were, you were well, sitting hits, right next to me. Not a highlight. That hits. was go go with the, the hit. Go. The hit of the night for the hit of the night for Eric was sitting next to me all night. That had to be. <laughs> I got pictures. Well, of that. Lance, y'all were snuggling. Uh, y'all were snuggling. Golly, <laughs> Lance on. didn't have his Bart Simpson hair gel in. Uh, on hmm. Sunday, like he did today, so yeah. uh, v- today is more form. of an up. He did the, have a did though. He had his hair did. I seen it. The uh, <laughs> greatest hit was the security guards <laughs> taking out those jabronis who were drunken brawling uh, in the stands. Yeah. They uh, that was a shoot, brother. Uh, so uh, Osprey and Orange Cassidy was very well worked. Uh, the last ten minutes were so great. They had all these near falls that the crowd totally bid on, despite literally everybody in the building knowing Orange was not going over Sunday night. Uh, And it was the match I was the most into, much to my surprise. Uh, From the pre-show, I, too, liked Keith Lee and Swerve versus Desperado and Kanemaru, specifically the way the heels worked on Keith Lee's, I mean, who he just towered over them. And they worked on his knee and his legs to cut him down to size. It was smart. It was like when you shoot at the tires in a movie instead of shooting at the car, right, to try and actually stop the vehicle. So... Uh, well worked. Uh, my third hit is Hiroshi Tanahashi getting over despite a kind of a not as loud as you'd think reaction during his ring introduction. By the end of that match, he actually had the crowd booing Moxley when he started doing those elbows to the head and neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was great. And then lastly, I really like the four way for the IWGP title, the semi main event. The messed up finish. Well, you know, shit happens in wrestling sometimes. Uh, Adam Cole was knocked loopy. And it was a complicated finish with four dudes. And I imagine Jay White was outside, you know, waiting to vulture the pin. And so he didn't know Cole had erroneously ducked Okada's Rainmaker. And, uh, you know, they just went with it. And, and possibly, you know, they might have realized Cole was knocked loopy because Cole tried to kick out there at that finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, BT, your hits on whatever green you know, on a, audio stream you own. Yeah, audio. Yeah, it was uh, what it was was. <laughs> It was cartoon. He had a gerbil, actually, he had a gerbil in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. and they were the actually wheel. drawing the matches as I watched them. They, you know, it was like a case when you were in a court where they draw the people against each other. Everything. Yeah. Uh, by the Portland way, that yeah, yes, the first time I watched that match, he was talking about uh, uh, Adam Cole Loopy. It was not with me. It didn't bother me. I yelled at the screen that I could barely see because it was only this big. But I yelled at yeah. the screen. Why did he not get? You know, the Rainmaker uh, didn't really notice it until after. You know, it was like I was pissed he didn't get the Rainmaker. I was like, well, they're going to do something with that. But it wasn't as uh, – it it didn't bother me at the point. All right. My hits was match quality, as usual, is off the charts for AEW. But I didn't give a match over – I didn't give a five-star match. Or I think the highest was like five and a – four and a quarter – 
Oh, a plus six, so that would be ten and a quarter. It was uh, really uh, good. Was my math right? Yeah, yeah. No, but you're it, so old-fashioned. Welcome to 2022, you, my friend. The scale has changed. It's just when you ex- can expect good matches, and that's what I – I never felt like it was too long or anything. That crowd was effing hot, guys. I'm talking effing hot, especially right after the pre-show. And something good about the pre-show, y'all keep talking about Swerve and them. I did watch it. That was a good thing about the pre-show. Uh, the announcer team was Kevin Kelly, Excalibur, yeah. And Taz, for most of the matches, they are my new favorite announcer team. Shibata came out, which y'all know. I don't know. You both know. I'm a huge Shibata fan, so I've marked out big time. And my last hit for the night was FTR winning the New Japan Pro Wrestling Straps. Just the best team in the business right now. I'll put them over the books. I will I will sell it. I will sell them as the best team in the business. You know, your, All comment right. about, your comment about the heat, Eric and I were talking about that too. There were spots on that card where the crowd was kind of quiet. They and did, he but had, he had seen front. a tweet on that saying the crowd was, was so the, the, the MVP of the show because the crowd was so hot. There were definitely some low lulls in that crowd, we thought, being there. I mean, there were some It didn't feel that sure. way on the video. It really did. There was a yeah. couple of spots, but nothing where you was just a, And the very first match was just nutty. The crowd was so into it. I All right, what the, was your... Go ahead. The thing with uh, Adam Cole with the four-way, we didn't really know what had happened. It all just happened so quickly. He was concussed or whatever the case may be, and they went to that weird finish. To us live, it just looked like an awkward finish. So it didn't I'm look sure, that way on the camera. And yeah, I, I was going to say, and I yeah. don't go back and read the. I don't want to read any reports before we do this, so I had no mm-hmm. idea really what happened. So, misses, misses, misses. All right, so we saw Yoshihashi live. That was definitely a miss. No, that uh, was pre- a pre-show match. Pre-show, another pre-show thing. I know. I I always go against the uh, the format, but. The pre-show had a four-on-two with the heels outnumbered, and the heels end up winning. So I'm like, that was fucked up. It was weird psychology there. Was the Dax injury real or not? They didn't really play it up live, so it was really, again, also kind of confusing to us. And then when he did return, they didn't go right to the dramatic finish, like the you know the traditional thing where I the, think he was actually hurt. Back. I've been yeah. I, go ahead, I'll, I'll may, come. May in. have been. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously live, we didn't have the benefit of the play by play. So there was uh, Greco Roman titty twisters in the Bucks match. Too much comedy in the Bucks match for me. It was still a good match, but too much comedy um, and just odd finishes. But overall, I would say the number one miss for me was why the hell did they add Nick Camarado and Lance Archer? Zero build to that match, no need for that match, and all it did was make a long pay-per-view even longer. So that was my miss. Not a huge miss, you know, like you said, BT, a good card overall. So that wasn't on know, the pay-per-view. That match wasn't on the pay-per-view lane. I know, but still, it was unnecessary. It just made the show even longer. So unnecessary. Eric, I were, didn't watch it. I couldn't watch what it. What were yet. some of your misses, Eric? Eric Kroll. Uh, the injuries. So the reshuffling of the card, these political obstacles, they made all these dream matches not take place. If you would have had a card with Punk Tana on top, Zan- Danielson, ZSJ, and Paige Okada or Paige J. White, and the Bucks versus Hiromo and Shingo, I think that would have satisfied most people. We didn't get any of those matches, right? And so it feel it just felt like it was an extended episode of Dynamite where all the matches were good. Um, one thing I noticed was the referees and their counts 
they seemed off all night. Like New Japan guys kicked out late or they weren't prepared for the pace of the AEW ref counts or it, they just weren't jiving. They even botched it in the tag title match with what appeared to us live to be a four count. And the crowd let the ref know that he effed yeah. up, right? Um, but but really, my biggest miss is the overhyped response to this pay-per-view online. I'd give it a thumbs up, of course. I enjoyed it overall. But yep. this this was my least favorite of the half dozen AEW pay-per-views I've been to. I've been to all in, all the all outs. I was at full gear and then and then forbidden door. I didn't have any of the matches at five stars either. Most were in the three and a half to four point two five range. So, you know, yep. you'd yep. you'd love a pay-per-view where there's twelve matches and you know, nine matches on the main show and they're all in that range. I have to imagine it was just a different experience live than it was on pay-per-view. I, I hear all this, the, the people raving about the crowd and it's like I, the United center is such a huge building that the heat was nowhere near. It was as loud as the heat at the Sears center where they have all out. I mean, How the, about the heat when probably, punk was there. How about when yeah, punk my, came out? That was my, that was massive heat. And that was at that building. That's, yeah, this my, did not touch that heat. No, my baseline for heat in the United Center was punk in August, and we got nowhere near that. Um, part of it is the building is just twice as big as 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 the other one. It's taller and longer. Um, so I just got sick of hearing how great the crowd was, and I'm like, didn't seem like it. Did. It did. It was really good for the for the TV so version. It was Mike well, it was Mike. Yeah, I guess then. it was. But if you guys yeah. go back, if y'all. Uh, can watch it on one of your bootleg sites there, like I like to do. You can listen to the crowd. It really was loud. Uh, Not so y'all like want to hear my misses? I know one of them's going to really surprise y'all. My miss. Uh, it had to be the Max Caster rap. No, they let Jim. Oh. No, that was before the pay per view, so oh, we don't cover sorry. that. Remember, format. Ah, format. 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 Believe it or not, it's Jim Ross. Oh, my God. Why did you bring this guy out? This team was the – it was like my fantasy team of announcing, and all of a sudden, Jim Ross comes out. They yeah. are – they're talking back and forth. I know y'all didn't hear any of this, but they're talking back and forth. He says, let's talk about wrestling. I mean, like a grumpy old man. Then he said, during the Osprey match, I wrote all this stuff down. He's not as good as he's going to be. Wait. Do you not know watch Osprey? This is the yeah. best he's ever going to be, probably. He also said Orange is having problems following up. So, in other words, Orange don't know what he's doing, and he's stupid. Uh, mm. He also said thanks to Tony Schiavone for massaging my leg. Yes, he said that. The other announcers just ignored him. Uh, so, he also said Orange can't execute the cover. So still, Orange doesn't know what he's doing. During the uh, Cesaro match, he says that the ending, right after the ending, he says, anti-climatic. Just like that, like, oh, that sucked. I hate this. Then he, one time he smarted off and told one of them, you, got, you, you get a cookie. I'm like, why did you put him on announcer when you have the best people yeah. out there? Kevin Kelly, you could tell, was kind of like, I'm going to let Jim Ross talk, but Jesus Christ, I'm better than this old guy. Uh, also, yeah. Mox blading was, it reminded me of the old time when Dusty Rhodes got hit uh, in the chest. He bladed his head. There really <laughs> was, that he was, he stomping the side of his face. He rose out, he don't hit him. During any of the, and then he just rolls out blades and he bleeds like, you know, like they say, a stuck, a stuck hog. And it really was me saying, 
what happened? And they try to cover as much as they could uh, by saying it looks like he, when he was stomping his face or blah, blah, blah. But really there was not a spot on TV that showed that he should be bleeding, especially that. Yeah. We said that live too. We didn't see like the moment where it should have occurred. We didn't see like, Hey, why is he bloody bloody all of a sudden? We didn't. I kept rewinding it going, wait, what happened there? Wait, what happened there? Kind of thing. And then, it never did, and then I started listening to the announcement they were trying to cover. All right, guys, real quick, let's get a commercial in. Are you enjoying the episode? Well, Cash App us. That's right, dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. You don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right, $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S, dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Hey, just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. Hey, use our Uber Eats code, eats-brian-t-24790-U-E. That's eat dash Brian T two four seven nine zero UE. Use that code and get twenty dollars off a twenty five dollar order. Hey, I just want to take a moment to tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. This might sound strange to some people, but ABC makes non alcoholic brews. That's right. I like to taste the beer. With my food, but not the alcohol. If you go to tiny.one slash stspod2022, that's tiny.one slash stspod2022, and try a six-pack, use that link. If you buy a six-pack, you get one for free. Athletic Brewing Company. Shiznit is exclusively sponsored this month by SpunkLube.com. SpunkLube is an award-winning personal lubricant that's fun. SpunkLube is available in four varieties, hybrid, pure silicone, natural, and pink. The newest addition to the SpunkLube family is SpunkLube Pink. The pink formula is colorful and fun to use. It's a special hybrid formula that's non-sticky and non-staining. All of their products are shipped in discreet packaging from D Enterprises. Please go to spunklube.com and order a unique, fun-to-use personal lubricant. Souvenir shirt today. Hashtag Forb Door. That's right. Be as happy as Tony Khan hugging Cesaro. TK, as we like to call him. It is a once in a lifetime and it's on sale for the next 48 hours. If you're watching this on video, the link will be right below the video if you are listening to 
the podcast, the audio podcast. Please go to the description for the link for this once-in-a-lifetime souvenir t-shirt. Lance called it. And yes, before you ask, that is I'm a ordering commercial. that shirt right now. I'm and that it. is a real shirt. I promise yeah, you. I'm I made it. it. A big does shout it's... out to DRO. DRO. He does Memphis Monthly. I thought it was DOR. DOR? DRO. DRO. It's DRO. Don't confuse okay. me. I'm always confused. <laughs> uh, his link to his blog talking about Memphis Monthly or Memphis Wrestling is actually in the comments. Also, Sleazy E Wrestling, shout out. Both of these guys are Patreon members. I put the uh, the Sleazy E Wrestling on YouTube. I put his link in the comments. And a big shout out, by the way, I did get a picture, like I said, to John. John, you are my dog. Thanks for wearing that T-shirt. You get it. You're sitting right next to Lance. Uh, Eric's sucking on something. I think it's a drink. And, and, and Lance... Lance has Wait. another straw in his hand. He has a straw, and I know what was happening. Y'all were sharing that drink as y'all snuggled. Lance had that V-neck on with that chain, thinking he's going to get a woman, uh, oh, which he did not. So, hey, guys, a big shout-out to John. I know he's always fun. Uh, but, but John, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And who was your MVP, Lance? MVP. So it, obviously a decent list. Um, and like you guys both said, I only had a four and a quarter was the highest match I had a couple fours and mostly everything in the threes. So I agree with what you said, Eric. I don't know where all these fives and six star ratings are coming from on this one, but MVP, there was a lot of good performances. There weren't too many shitty performances. So my number two was actually orange Cassidy because he kept up with Osprey and kept that match, you know, there was nothing, there were very little comedy in what the constraints of that match were. I thought Orange did a great job with that. But my MVP, after much uh, dis decision making on this, was Cesaro, Claudio, whatever you want to call him. We're all going to be calling him Cesaro for the next six years or whatever. But I say for being reinvigorated, for the pop that he got, I mean, it was a predictable that that, that was what, who was going to be. But I mean, sometimes predictable. You called it. When Lance it, called it. No, I mean everybody called that one. There were some people saying Gargano, but most no everybody idea. was saying was saying Cesaro. But um, it, like I said, sometimes predictable is okay when it makes total sense, like that did. Um, I thought just multiple appearances throughout the night, and just did a great job filling in for Brian. And they made the crowd while they were disappointed they didn't get Brian Danielson and uh, Zack Saber Jr. Claudio filled in very nicely. So I'm going to go with Cesaro as a surprise for my MVP for the night. Eric Kroll, who's your MVP? Monte Montel Vontavious Porter? I have found uh, Cesaro to be boring. I would have preferred Johnny Gargano just so we could get this at every near fall, right? The overacting. Uh, no, Cesaro, uh, Cesaro was fine. Uh, my MVP is Osprey. He had a great match with Orange, and Osprey got over despite kind of a medium crowd reaction when he came out. Uh, he gets over because he can really work, and I will cede the rest of my time for BT so he can do more plugs. Well, what you will do is eventually uh, Osprey's going to be really good. He's, he's got a lot 
Eventually, a lot of learning yeah. to do. He'll eventually be real good. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, I'd yeah. like to plug a date with Eric. Yeah, a date. No, I'm just kidding, guys. My MVP is yikes, Cla- Claudio Cesaro. Uh, to me, Lance, everything you said, but to me, it just he just fits. It's uh, mm-hmm. wasn't the best match on the card, but it just felt really fun. And to me, it was like. He fits in this role. He's a tough ass. He can work. He looked a little bigger than usual, which is a good thing. Uh, sometimes when you get on WWE diet, when you're on the road all the time, you lose a little of that mass. But he looked big. I, I Cesaro. We're gonna. I'm still gonna call him Cesaro. I'm sorry. I, I'm like that with Kevin. Uh, uh, see, I can't. Even, I'm trying to make a joke. Kevin Steen. Kevin, Kevin Steen. Yeah, yeah. Old yeah. Steen there. Uh, yeah, but IWC is going to get on you for that. IWC I'm sorry, and I can't say his last it. name now. Claudio, come on, Castanoli. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, we go to what do you look forward to on this coming week's show? I mean, obviously, it's blood and guts. I mean, the the blood and guts match has been built up well. They end, they even ended a pay per view, basically teasing blood and guts, a TV match that's coming up. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Neckbeard Nation pissing on Jericho for falling on a crash pad again instead of just oh I don't know dying <coughs> on live TV like they do. I'm also looking forward to what they do with Tanahashi because they obviously had the heel Jericho group beat down Tanahashi and Moxley at the end of that match. So it obviously was bringing together Moxley and Tana for something down the line. So I'm looking forward to that. It probably won't be this week, but at some point they'll be tagging, they'll be teaming up, but how and when I want to see how they put that together and what they do with them. So those are the things I'm looking forward to. Blood and guts should be amazing. Um, Should be a really great match as always, even with 2.0. I don't mind those guys nearly as much. They're, they're, They're the act is totally different now. And I don't mind those guys nearly as much as uh, fucking the acclaimed. Blech. Eric, what about you? Well, obviously, it's blood and guts for me as well. I think it might be the only thing announced for, for the Wednesday Dynamite. So we have to look forward to that. The heels have the advantage, as they should. They won that six-man over Shota Umino in uh, that 19-minute opener. On the main car, on the main show, there uh, faces should win to get their revenge. That's usually how this works. They lost the earlier match, and then they they win the big blow off. Um, they also set up a dissension angle with Kingston and Claudio there at the end of the pay per view. So I'll be interested to see how that play plays into the blood and guts dynamic. Um, I want to see if they're building to Jericho Moxley with that Shota Umino fireball that I missed and didn't see in the arena. They did that in a backstage segment at the pay-per-view that would, you know, Shota was Moxley's, uh, you know, young boy or, you know, tag tag team partner when they, when, when Moxley first was in Japan and uh, she was my young boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you you know, I thought you were a moose guy. Man, that's a handsome kid. He's a, he's gonna be a star, guys. And Okada too. He's handsome. Yeah, that's a handsome man. Are we going back <laughs> to Jericho Moxley? Right. That that arguably they're two biggest stars who aren't out injured, and so um, you know, is that where they're headed for either a TV thing or is that the main event of? all out if punk is not able to come back in time um i'm really curious to see if mjf comes back right away now that forbidden door is done or if he's still off tv for an extended period of time that'll probably give you an idea of how much of that was a work and how much of it was a shoot um and then one new directions can they do now that forbidden door is behind them and they've got a lot of injuries on their roster and how are they gonna uh make up for it in a summer when fewer people are watching tv week to week than years past uh bt 
Are you looking hey, forward to Blood and Guts? Whatever y'all said. Uh, Blood and Guts, man. That's the big match. They put, man, in a commentary, they did such a good job putting it over, putting it over, putting it over. Uh, did the ending, which didn't seem like it lasted very long. They actually went to saying, we got to leave. We got to leave right now kind of thing. I loved it. I can't wait to see Blood and Guts. Uh, real quick, we got rolling into Mempo this coming weekend, followed by, and Lance is going to love it. It's the sixth annual. Bloopers episode, which also, woo, 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 which also includes the Patreon B side of the Posse interview. Very good stuff. And Lance and I's breakout stars, honorable mentions, both B sides to the regular main feed. Subscribe to Patreon, guys, and you'll get it. Also, if you if you translate that shirt that we have available, yeah, what is that Japanese say? writing? Mm. Yeah. It might say Neckbeer Nation. It might. Oh, perfect. Uh, see, Lance is good about – he's not good about promoting our products. He's good about promoting everyone else's stuff. Thank H- you, Lance. Thank you. Everybody's <laughs> go spend B- some money with AEW. BT, you're incorrect. Lance is very good at promoting his book. Oh, yeah. Like, what was I thinking? I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing with the podcast. There it is. All right. no. Lance, yeah. Thank you Lance, for the opportunity. Your- that was not set up. Eric did not. I did not tell Eric to set up the book. It was there just because. Uh, what am I look? What am I going out my way to see? Is that what the yeah? Must see. Must see from Tom Reese. Tom must Reese see. did this. Must so see. We will go with my highest rated match on the card, which was Orange and Osprey. Surprisingly, because I'm usually I'm okay with Orange, but you know I'm not over the top like some people. Uh, I thought it was really well worked within the constraints of the orange gimmick. Uh, I thought Osprey did a great job. He had fun with it. Uh, it wasn't all comedy, nor was it all dead serious, and it forced Orange to have to change format. They put on a hell of a show, uh, and like I said, Osprey did not sell out. It was still a hell of a match. So had that one as my highest, four and a quarter, like you guys referenced. There were no fives, no sixes, no sevens on this card. But a solid card up and down, except for the pre-show, which sucked, as usual, except for Keith Lee and uh, and uh, Swerve. But go out of your way to see Orange and Osprey. That's my that's my pick to click. So glad the Forbidden Door is closed. What about you? Well, you could go with that opening six-man tag with uh, Team Jericho uh, against uh, Team Kingston because it told a story. And I bet that one probably played even better on TV with the announcers than it did live. Felt a little long live at 19 minutes. You could go with the main event where Tanahashi just delivers, even though he doesn't have anything, no cartilage remaining in his knees. But I ended up in the same place Lance did. Broken record. I've been praising this all the whole podcast. Osprey and Orange in the post-match angle with Shibata. Um just very well done. And, uh, you know, Shibata was obviously thrown in there, I guess, to uh, to give a little bit extra for a show that had a disappointing build and uh, lots of changes due to the injuries and illness. BT, what what's your must-see out of he this? Does, he does live here in the States, too, right? He right. lives in L.A. Yeah, yeah, so, LA. yeah, yeah. Uh, mine was the opening match, guys. I mean, I gave it the highest. I gave any match on the show. The crowd was just in it. They had everything the first match, which is really odd to have everything in the first match. I mean, I was uh, Jericho looked good in this match. He didn't look good at Wednesday for me. Uh, Sammy G, uh, Ty was out. Uh, Suzuki, Eddie Kingston. I'm big into Wheeler now. And, and that uh, handsome Japanese boy. What was his name? The young boy. What was his name? Shota Umino. Oh, yeah. He's got my heart. Shooter. Here, guys. He's Shooter. Got, Shooter's got my heart. Hey, guys, Shooter. what we're going to do 
uh, on Patreon, and we're going to end it right here on the live feed, is these two guys with John, my best friend, my dog, diggity, diggy dog dog, <laughs> Shanizzle no whizzle. Uh, he, they went to the Warrior Show, and John actually sent me a text and said it was real good. So y'all going to go review that while I sit back and listen. Uh, and we're going to be here, same bad time, same bad channel, on the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there. And as everyone knows, I love my mom. And I have fun everywhere I go, even the places Eric doesn't go, like Warrior. He didn't have a catchphrase. What the fuck? I don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> uh, I coined the Codyverse. Much to Lance's chagrin and eternal jealousy. Memphis Wrestling is heating up. Be sure to catch us live. July 2nd is our WWE Money in the Bank watch party at Dave & Buster's. Again, it's free to watch. That's Dave & Buster's Memphis. July 10th is our next live TV taping featuring Memphis hip-hop artist Al Capone, Memphis Grizzlies mascot Grizz, and MC DLJ. Catch them live along with the stars of Memphis Wrestling on Saturday, July 10th. Then, July 31st is on sale now. Just when you thought it was going to be safe to go back to the ring, Shark Boy is coming to Memphis Wrestling. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. American Hostile Championship Wrestling is headed to Haita, Missouri, July 2nd. On the Haita football field at 7.30 p.m. for a benefit for Haita Athletics with special guest Downtown Bruno. Haita Indians and Crothersville Tigers football coaches are on hand as special refs. Student tickets $8, general mission $10, and ringside is $12. Contact Mark at 636-232-3313 or Coach Craig at 573-479-8485. This is part of the big Show Me Showdown Throwdown Summer Spectacular. Tickets will get you into wrestling and free fireworks. All festivities start at 1 p.m. with wrestling starting at 7.30 p.m. The follow stars appearing. Big Jack Parker, Austin the Reaper Bolo, The Moonshiners, Denzel Rollins, Young Goats, Rude with Miss Crystal, Addison Kane, The L.A. Hustlers, Mark Southern Jr., Cookie St. James, Cash McCoy, and many more. Be there! Card subject to change, follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by typing American Hostile Championship Wrestling. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, use Spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you.
You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All of the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. T3 Radio, my buddies Richard and Josh. My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Derrick. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Fat Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs>